WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Friday, November 3rd. It is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stensland with the news, Greg Stocker with the morning off, Anthony Dorenzo, Daniel Valdez, our associate producers, Phil running the video this morning. Don, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy Friday. Friday. We made it. Weekend is upon us. Stalker taking care of sick kids, sick wives, not plural in either form. But <laughs> This is sick. not big love. That is correct. But he's got some stuff to deal with. So Daniel Valdez uh, is the chairman of the board today. Which, by the way, yeah. Daniel, I'll oh, see, look at that. She, you hear that, Daniel? You hear how uh, sad Dawn is? Yeah. Yeah. Sad day. We've had this yes. Daniel, um... Has been arrested and indicted for January sixth. I was actually there. Yeah, I was. I was. He was an insurrectionist. I stormed in and. <laughs> You're starting rumors. <laughs> no, today is Daniel Valdez's final day with us here on the show, and with us at the station. So, uh, Stalker said, "You know what? I'll just use some lame excuse like my kid is sick, and I'll make him do a whole bunch of work on his final day." Yeah, but that's not true either. That's how it works. But we do appreciate all of your hard work, in all seriousness. Daniel Valdez, a guy who always busts his you-know-what and uh, operates like a machine many of the th- of these days. So uh, from me to you, we appreciate everything that you have done. And uh, Dawn will get real emotional. She'll start crying. And I know. All that stuff. If Daniel's, because Daniel graduated, when did you graduate from Newman officially? Uh, last May. So graduated from Newman, still worked here, always First one in the building, pretty much. Yep. And very hardworking on the weekends. We love you, and I know you'll be back. Radio has a way of doing that to you, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. It just sucks you back in. You're like, you know what? Damn your low pay and your long hours. I'm going <laughs> elsewhere. And then you get the bug, and you get the itch, and then you eventually come back. Yeah, great things are going to cross paths again. Yeah? Which I can see it happening. All right. Well, very good. Well, that's why it's good if you make people miss you. That's right. Right? Go take that other job, biggity big job, and then they have to lure you back. Uh-huh. It's an acquired skill set. See, Don knows the plan. Exactly right. That's that's kind of what Nick Kale did. That's right. It's a power you know? play. It's a power play. Right? And now look at the uh, the other station. See? There you go. They're all dead now. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of good stuff to get to on the show this morning. A big take where you will hear a little bit of Elon Musk and Joe Rogan, as well as Rand Paul and Rich Zioli. How about that? I'm going to work in a little Zioli sound clip today. Nice. On the show. We've used a little bit of Dawn's stuff, some of Dom's stuff. Today we bring Zioli into the big take as he had Senator Rand Paul on talking about COVID, the government, big tech, and Twitter. So very interesting big take, I think, coming up. Also, the left is playing the victim card yet again. Hunter Biden actually wrote an op-ed for the USA Today about how conservatives have weaponized his addiction oh poor guy and salon magazine with one of the most ridiculous articles you will ever read in which they say that MAGA republicans and christian nationalists are a bigger threat to america than hamas i I kid you not i kid you not (laughs) i kid you not uh and also some really great news for republicans in pennsylvania The GOP is gaining on Democrats as far as voter registration goes, and it's a big chunk that has been um, ripped away from those that vote blue. We'll give you those details as we continue this morning as well. But a lot of news to get to, and for that, at 6.06, round number one, we go to the great Dawn Stensland. And good morning this 
Friday morning. I'll tell you when the warm-up begins. Happy Friday. By the way, President, since you mentioned uh, politics, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris endorsing Democrat Sherelle Parker for Philadelphia mayor for the 100th mayor of Philadelphia. Of course, Parker running against Republican David O. for mayor, and that's going to be decided next Tuesday. Well, if, if it wasn't decided already, yes. as, as we know, with a seven to well, one sir. advantage, Joe and Kamala put the little rubber stamp on it for him. Yes. Okay. Want to just give their little, yep. their little endorsement? Well, they okay. should. They come. They come to Philadelphia every four weeks. <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, and speaking of Biden, uh, President Joe Biden, as well as First Lady Jill Biden, traveling to Maine today to mourn with the community of Lewiston after 18 people were killed in what's being called the deadliest mass shooting in state history there in Maine. As you know, we've been talking about this. 13 others were injured that day, October 25th, in the shootings at a bar as well as a bowling alley, uh, including kids and teenagers. So the president and first lady uh, will go today, pay their final respects to those victims and meet with first responders and grieve with families and community members. That from the White House this morning. What a scene in Philadelphia at 30th Street Station last night. Protesters shutting things down at one point and these everybody there demanding a quote ceasefire in gaza so protesters with jewish voice for peace the philly palestine coalition and if not now took over the transportation terminal there 30th street station and it was brought to a standstill for hours last night it started about 6 p.m ish and a huge demonstration making national news of course as some of the activists are opposed to the fighting between Israel and Hamas, but about 300 faith leaders and protesters with Jewish Jewish Voice for Peace and the others I mentioned rallying inside the station, demanding that ceasefire in Gaza. Ultimately, they did have to detain and make some arrests of individuals who mm-hmm. refused, you know, to be peaceful in the sense of you cannot stop operations at a major That's transportation correct. hub. That's correct. And, you know, the thing that bothered me about this, and I, I think we, we might have some video. I know there was some videos that were sent last night as far as what you, if, you, if you're on YouTube, you get a chance to watch it. If we have them, uh, Phil, if we could put up those videos, perhaps on loop as we talk about this. Um, but that's the thing that bothers me. Like, you're interrupting other people's lives and commutes and getting from point A to point B. And by the way, too, once again, this, this pro-Hamas feel protest to it. Um, let me just say this. Let, let's see how energetic those individuals are if we were to take them and ship them over to Gaza and have them sit down for a little bit. And, and let's let's just see how pro-Hamas they would be. I, I don't, we're four weeks into this, and I, I, I continue to be mystified by the, the amount of people that are on the yeah. wrong side of the ball, so to speak. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Finally, uh, by, by about 9 o'clock, because like I say, it started at 6 p.m.-ish, but by 9 o'clock... They had about two dozen demonstrators who had been detained by police after refusing repeatedly for, you know, more than an hour to stop blocking entrances at several of those Amtrak gates. Yeah, and we've got the video going on YouTube right now if you're watching. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. And, of course, a lot of these individuals, not all of them, but probably at least 50%, if not more, wearing masks. I'll also have the audio coming up at 745. All right, cut sheet at 745. Yeah, got to wear the mask, yeah, you know. Yeah, right. Well, in one part, you know, because I'm going to protect myself from COVID. And then I also want to protect my identity in case I do get in trouble, because this is something I believe in so much, but I'm afraid to show my face. Yeah, okay. Uh, we did have last night a sad night in the suburbs. This has been Salem, I'll take you to, where the family of 14-year-old Peter Romano, who was a ninth grader at Snyder Middle School, he was gunned down Halloween night about 7.30 p.m., at Bristol Pike and Woodbine Avenue, a large group of teenagers were out there and police saying that the 14-year-old Peter, he suffered that fatal gunshot wound to his chest, killing him when a gunman opened fire on a crowd of mostly teenagers out there. So his family speaking out, his father speaking out, wants to remember his son for his upbeat personality and family and friends gathering there at a candlelight vigil last night, calling for justice as the family the community saying they don't even have a good description of this gunman who fired at least a dozen shots from his vehicle 
And so they're asking anybody, even just trying to get that, you know, surveillance kind of video, whether it's a ring doorbell type situation, anything, a business, a vehicle, they want to get somebody who had some kind of video just to try to get the suspect description out. They still have not caught that killer. Terrible, terrible news. Hard to believe in this day and age we can't find like one decent camera angle or, yeah. you know, shred of evidence here. Um, a 17, we've been reporting this this week, a 17-year-old and 19-year-old were also hit by gunfire. They are expected to survive. So one of them already released from the hospital. The other underwent surgery in stable condition. So we're following that search for a killer in the suburbs or where did the killer flee to, drive off to from Bucks County uh, the other night. So we're following that very carefully. Of course, sports-wise, it's a big weekend. It's Eagles-Dallas. It's Eagles-Dallas. And that, that brings us also, I'll remind you that I think Daniel Valdez, who's from here, but somehow grew up as a Dallas fan. Well, that's bad parenting. Right. That's bad parenting 101, <laughs> right? That that much has been established for many decades in this city. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if the Eagles get the win, or regardless of actually the outcome, we won't get to celebrate or hear him running running his mouth on Monday if I the know. Cowboys pull off the upset. <laughs> I know. We know that Eagles rookie Tyler Steen could see his first start at right guard against the Cowboys. So that's one of the headlines. Another one, Sixers. We're three. We're actually three and one. So we're last night's game one fourteen to ninety nine in the first game since James Harden was traded. So I know Joel Embiid was speaking out about that one mm-hmm. and was trying to be a little gracious. But um, he's you know one fourteen to ninety nine victory over the Toronto Raptors last night. Pretty good crowd too. Yeah. You know, this could be addition by subtraction. I think they had a ceiling with James Harden anyway. Maybe they can be just slightly better with uh, without the guy around anymore. You never know. That's why they play the games. Looking for a positive angle. As long yeah. as we have Embiid, we'll, uh, we'll be a playoff team. But something tells me that's not enough for this fan base. Yeah, half glass full. Yeah. Um, let's go to the NBC10 first alert forecast. It is Friday. Many f- under the Friday night lights for football this evening or maybe tomorrow for your high school games and not to mention our Eagles. So we're on a sunny stretch, warming up to 60 degrees today for your Saturday. Another mostly sunny day, Saturday, 62 degrees. And then Sunday, 65 degrees, mostly sunny, just a gorgeous Sunday. And what's the Eagles kickoff? 430? Well, yeah, about 435. Yeah, 425. Yep. 425. Mm-hmm. So, um, so actually a wonderful day for tailgating, celebrating the Eagles. Beautiful forecast, 65 degrees. It's Friday. This is Kale and Company News Live. All right, Don. thank you very much. 614 on this Friday morning as we wrap up another week with another Big Take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, the Big Take this morning. COVID, the FBI, and Twitter, America's most egregious modern-day cover-up. You know, when we look back at the COVID-19 pandemic, what our government did and what they did not permit will never be forgotten forcing people to choose between a shot that they didn't need or losing their jobs, mandating you wear a mask that offered little to no protection and refusing to hear otherwise, telling you how to or telling you to show them your vaccination card to enter a gym or a restaurant when we realize that you could still get COVID and spread COVID regardless of your vac status. And of course, social media and the government colluding together to ensure that only one school of thought was allowed to be shared, or you risked big tech taking you off of their platform and silencing you. Classic example of governmental censorship. Elon Musk, the owner of X, formerly known as Twitter, under Jack Dorsey, told Joe Rogan on his podcast just how bad the ratio of censorship was between Republicans and Democrats. Listen and watch this. What was that like? Is that to me that was the most bizarre was the Twitter files when you let Schellenberger yeah. and Matt Taibbi and all those guys get in the Twitter and the, the response where Matt Taibbi gets audited. I mean, which is just wild. I mean, it's just so blatant and so in your face. Yeah, it's weird. No, I, I mean, the yeah the the degree to which and and but by the way, Jack didn't really know know this, but the degree to which Twitter was simply. Um, an arm of the government was not well understood by the public. And uh, it, it was, there was no, it was whatever the official government, I mean, it was like Pravda, basically. Um, you know, it's a state publication is the way to think of old Twitter. It was a state publication. 
And was the justification from their perspective that they are progressive liberals, they have the right intentions, it's important that they stay in power, the progressive liberals stay in government and power, because this is the this is their... There, there was, there was uh, basically oppression of... Um any any views that would even I would say be considered middle of the road, um, but certainly anything on the the right. I'm not talking about like like far right. I'm just talking mildly right. The people like Republicans were suppressed at ten times the rate of Democrats. Um, now that's because uh, old Twitter was fundamentally controlled by the far left. It was like completely controlled by the the, the far left. Well, I can sit here and say that Elon Musk is boring to listen to. He lost a ton of money on Twitter. He's become a bit exhausting being a troll on social media. And he has some left-wing views when it comes to climate change. I will absolutely always give him credit for pointing out and exposing the levels to which our government went to shut down Republicans, conservatives, and free speech absolutists. In fact, you can't put a price tag on that. And speaking of COVID, here's a story you won't see on lamestream media. The Daily Mail revealing this story and headline just two days ago revealed Anthony Fauci ran a lab in Montana that experimented with coronavirus strain shipped in from Wuhan a year before the COVID pandemic began. They go on to say the NIH infected 12 bats with a SARS-like coronavirus back in 2018. The virus was shipped from Wuhan to an NIH lab in Montana. Here are some other details. U.S. taxpayer money was used to experiment with coronaviruses from the Chinese lab thought to be the source of the COVID pandemic more than a year before the global outbreak, an investigation has found. The NIH, under Dr. Anthony Fauci's leadership, infected 12 Egyptian fruit bats with a SARS-like virus called WIV-1 at a lab in Montana in 2018. The research revealed this week by a campaign group determined that the novel coronavirus would not cause a robust infection. But the research is more evidence of ties between the U.S. government and the Wuhan lab, as well as the funding of dangerous virus research across the globe. The WIV-1 coronavirus was shipped from the Wuhan lab, the FBI believes, that caused the COVID pandemic and was tested on bats acquired from a roadside Maryland zoo. The 2018 experiment was carried out at the NIH's Rocky Mountain Laboratories in Montana, which was overseen by Fauci, the former director of the NIH. The research was a joint venture between the NIH's Rocky Mountain Laboratories and Wuhan Institute of Virology and their collaborator, Ralph Barrick, of the University of North Carolina. Scientists obtained 12 Egyptian fruit bats from a Maryland zoo and inoculated them with the WIV-1 coronavirus, which was first detected in Chinese horseshoe bats. They performed exams on the animals daily and measured things like body weight and temperature. Scientists also took samples from the bats' noses and throats. On days 3, 7, and 28, four of those bats were euthanized, and their liver, heart, kidney, spleen, bladder, reproductive organs, eyes, and brain were collected for analysis. Scientists also analyzed white blood cell count and antibodies. Researchers determined the WIV-1 coronavirus did not cause a robust infection and observed very limited evidence of virus replication. Wow. So let me get this straight. American taxpayer money to mess around with this virus in our country a year before this virus kills countless Americans. And you were not allowed to debate this or even question it on social media. Just be quiet, deplorables. Grown scientists over here tinkering with and messing around with bats and viruses and other sorts of stuff. Nothing to see here. But actually, there was. And perhaps there still is. Senator Rand Paul joined the Rich Zioli Show this week and had this conversation with Zioli about COVID, big tech, and the government. Listen and watch. Senator Rand Paul joins me. The book is a must-read deception, the great COVID cover-up. 
This is one of the most important books of our time. It is the biggest cover-up of our time. And, of course, the entire time this was going on, you had big tech censoring people for posting about this. And this brings up a fight that you're waging right now, Senator, which is the FBI's collusion with social media. And I know you went after Christopher Ray about this. I want to play a very quick clip for you of something that Elon Musk said regarding Twitter uh, before he was the owner of Twitter and the FBI's involvement. The degree to which Twitter was simply um, an arm of the government was not well understood by the public. And uh, it, it was, there was no, it was whatever the official government, I mean, it was like Pravda, basically. Um, you know, it's a state publication is the way to think of old Twitter. It's a state publication. There was uh, basically oppression of um, any any views that would even, I would say, could be considered middle of the road. Um, but certainly anything on the the right. I'm not talking about like like far right. I'm just talking mildly right. The people like Republicans were suppressed at 10 times the rate of Democrats. That's amazing that we have the FBI working like this with big tech and the corporate media to suppress things like you going after Anthony Fauci over gain of function research and the and the lab leak. Without question, Elon Musk is right. It is true. Uh, they became an arm of the government. They essentially became the censorship arm of government. And it's it's appalling. It's an affront to the First Amendment. Imagine if you and I, after this interview, when you get off the phone with me, that the FBI comes into your office and says, we've listened to the interview and we've decided that two or three of the questions you ask and the responses are uh, not consistent with the government narrative. In other words, they're disinformation. And we'd like you to remove them. We would be horrified at that, and yet we allowed it to happen with Twitter and with Facebook. For over a year, Facebook took down any story and prevent the spread of any story that alleged that the virus leaked from a lab, and that's how it started. They basically suppressed it, but at the behest of government. So I have a bill that would fix this. Senator Rand Paul on the Rich Zioli Show. The moment the government comes after you, it's because they know that you are on to them. And it's your right to question anything, question everything, anything the government says, does, or tells you to do. Curiosity, free speech, doing your own research, robust debate, and the free marketplace of ideas is what makes America the greatest nation of all. Or at least it used to be that way. And that's The Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. Uh, big take this morning. If you want to jump in with thoughts and reaction, you can certainly do so. 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210 WPHT. And, of course, you can be a part of the Kale & Company comment community. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210 WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons and join the conversation today. We'll get some reaction to this on the other side. And then also Hunter Biden playing the victim card with the USA Today. And one publication says... MAGA Republicans and Christians are a bigger threat to America than Hamas could ever be. It's a true story, at least they claim. We'll get to that when we continue. Kale and Company live here on a Friday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube, 855-839-1210, the phone number. Well, I got to tell you two things. Um, number one, it's starting to hit me that um, the nice weather, I know we're going to have some nice weather coming up on Sunday. I, I don't I don't want the frost on my windshield. Not, not, not on November 3rd. Not when you have to get up and be out at 435 in the morning. It's too early for that. I, I don't. I don't need thirty-one degree mornings. Uh, that's already starting to become quite depressing. Uh, like, give me, give me some nice fall weather. Give me like a three, four week stretch here, going in, in and through Thanksgiving, where it'll be a little bit warmer out. And I'm not saying it needs to be incredibly warm. You know, high fifties, low sixties. I'm good with that. But the the thirty-one degree mornings, where you got to go full blast with the defroster. And then try to do the windshield wiper fluid. And then it freezes on the windshield. And it's just like, what am I doing with my life? your fancy truck doesn't have a remote start? No, you know, it doesn't. I swear it doesn't. And even if it did, where I am situated in the apartment complex, it would. there's no way it would reach. Because I have to walk a certain path and then go all the way down you know, from the fourth floor to get to the truck. But no. I guess call me bougie because I got one. You have an automatic car starter? I do. Don Stensland, do you have an automatic car starter to defrost your window so you can get into a nice warm car? Okay, I, pro- I 
I think I probably do, but I have no idea how to work it. Oh, really? Yeah, they're super you know complicated to, to figure out. Yeah, but you pro Okay, I'm just going to say this. We should... Yeah. Nick, we should go to Piazza together. I know. I know. I bet you both of our... Even though mine's a 2018, uh-huh. I bet you your Ridgeline is brand new. I, I, look, I, I, I look at the keypad and it's lock, <laughs> unlock, panic, and truck bed or the trunk. And there's no automatic start unless I'm missing something. I bet there is. Now, I could be like, you know, a, like a normal, hardworking American and go downside, go downstairs, go outside, <laughs> start it, go back inside for a couple of minutes and then come out to a warm car. But I'm actually a lazy American and I want, you know, I want things to be easy in my life. So we have to we have to check with that's embarrassing, I but I bet we do. I'm I'm I know, we're, Ste- we're Steinberg at. Let's get him on the line right now. <laughs> it would be on your key fob if you did have one. It's not there. It's definitely really? not there. I've All tried right, it. We'll yep. have to. You gotta take the car back. Yeah. Well, we'll have to investigate. <laughs> I bet you have one, but I'm lucky because we have a big three car garage. Uh huh. So my car is warm. Ah. Do you know what I mean? So I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Even, even though one lane of the garage is full of stuff. Stuff. And it's like, and nobody else want like, you know, I don't know if you've ever bought your girls those. They're pretty big. Like the, you know, it's like a Jeep, like for kids. Oh, like the actual like the, Barbie um, Jeep. Yeah, like the Barbie Jeep. But yeah. these would be like the G.I. Joe Jeep right, for the right. kids or the fire engine. Whatever. Uh-huh. We have all that stuff. Wow. So I'm always saying like. It's time to unload that, let's right? Let's unload this. Let's, well, I always say let's give it to a relative. Nobody wants it. What yeah. do you do? Right. And they're like, sell it online. I'm like, I'm not going to deal with, like, now, I don't know. Will that vehicle impact climate change? That, that's the <laughs> ultimate question we have to ask nope, ourselves. No, they're fully battery operated. Um, that's correct. <laughs> and then they'll die in about eight minutes. <laughs> 855-839-1210. So I thought it was interesting. I was, you know, I, I tried to consume some of the Rogan Elon Musk podcast beyond what we've heard on the last uh, show yesterday on the cut sheet. And then I saw, um, I think it was Rich or somebody from the station put out a retweet of Rich with a like a two-minute chunk of the interview that he had with Rand Paul. So that kind of jar, you know, triggered my brain a little bit, and I went back and listened to that interview. And Rand Paul is uh, just a fantastic interview, and mm-hmm. Zioli really nailed that. And I think he, they were able to get Rand Paul, like you know, while he was you know ending his workday, kind of sounded like he was moving about as he was doing the interview. Yeah. And you know, there's there's a lot of things that I like about Rand Paul, but he is one of the biggest guys when it comes to coming after Anthony Fauci and COVID and the government suppression of it. And, you know, I did not even know the fact, and I'm not sure many people did, which is why I threw that little wrinkle into the big take, that Fauci and the NIH, uh, well over a year before we even hear about COVID showing up in China, and I would think that this has got to be at least 18 months before we had the first documented case of covid in march of 2020 in the united states and then the pandemic starts and all hell breaks loose they were messing around with this stuff in montana presumably in the middle of nowhere i don't know that there's much of anything in montana to be completely honest and they're messing around with bats and this wiv1 virus which is you know similar to a sars covid2 covid19 variation and it's just like I under, and like, I'm not dumb enough and I'm not naive enough to think that you don't have to, as you have these like leading scientists, you know, in a way your goal is always to be ahead of the next pandemic and, you know, you have to mess around with this type of stuff. But we gave you the story. It had to be in the first couple of months of this show. Remember they were tinkering around with uh, a, 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 some sort of COVID virus in England and there was concern that that would get loose. And here we are once again. It's basically like playing with fire mm-hmm. in 2018. And, of course, who's the guy overseeing the whole operation? Mr. Science himself, who we were not allowed to question yeah. at all, much less us, Dawn. Um, other people in Fauci's own field of study could not question him. He was the the authority when it comes to that type of stuff. Yeah, and a piece of that is, you know, Donald J. Trump believed him at first. Mm-hmm. Everybody did. Right. And and that's an important piece of this that that once that mask was you know taken off and ripped off, that was to me a bad moment for America. It was shocking mm-hmm. in the sense that here was this you know seemingly you know, nice older man and he's dedicated his life to science, and it's hard for me to believe mm-hmm. that he was that he lied to our faces. Yes, essentially, and yes. so. You know, you look at what happened just yesterday. I know Camden, Philadelphia, all of those news conferences, uh, Dr. 
Betajol, Cheryl Betajol for or Betagol from Philadelphia saying we need to get the COVID shots and people are still dying of COVID. The pro- the problem is even if they're right, there is such a skepticism now after mm-hmm. all of this yep. because of all the lies. I mean, Elon Musk, comp- you know, bringing up you know Pravda, you know, and the Soviet Union and Lenin essentially, right. and talking about propaganda mm-hmm. and that analogy that rant Senator Paul used. Saying, well, imagine if in this interview, right. imagine right now the government comes in. It was a great analogy mm-hmm. to say well, we don't like a few things, and we we feel, in our opinion, it's disinformation. Yep. So, so we're ju- you know we're just going to have you take that out, and that was essentially what was happening at Twitter. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Yep. And you know, if you didn't have um, a huge amount of trust in the government or in big pharma prior to the COVID nineteen pandemic. You certainly will not have any more trust uh, left over, I would imagine, moving forward the next time something like this happens again. And God forbid it does, knock on wood, it's, it happens after all of us listening on the show today are long gone and uh, we don't have to worry about it. But, I mean, whatever trust they had left with anybody from the middle over to the right, it's probably long gone. Now, of course, those on the left will still adhere to it. They'll be like sheep. I mean, there'll be Democrats rolling up their sleeves. Yeah, fire away. Inject it into me. I don't want to die. But, sir, you, you 99.8% chance of living. That's all right. Give it to me anyway. I don't care if I'm not high risk. So you'll still have those people. But, you know, this is this is a trust issue moving forward. And we have seen this in the past. And we've talked about some of these polls All of the institutions in America right now have never had less support and trust from its citizens than it does today. Big pharma, government, big tech, social media, um, education, academia. You go down the list. Americans just not overwhelmingly, but but a good portion of them look at all of these big institutions and they say, you know what? I'm not sure I believe you. So. That's kind of where we are today. 855-839-1210. All right, so let's get to the uh, the victim card. I, I couldn't believe I saw this. I, I, I literally thought this was like artificial intelligence or somebody Photoshopped this or this was a total like parody bit. But Hunter Biden actually wrote an op-ed for the USA Today saying that amongst investigations and criminal charges, how the right has vilified my addiction. So we got to get into this. So Hunter Biden says, I fought to get sober, yet political weaponization of my addiction hurts more than me. My struggles and my mistakes have been fodder for a vile and sustained disinformation campaign against my father, President Joe Biden, and an all-out annihilation of my reputation. He goes on to say, and this is Hunter Biden writing in the USA Today, over four years ago, I chose life over the slow, strangled death grip of addiction, which in my case consisted each day of a bottle of vodka and as many hits on a crack pipe as possible. I am prouder of that choice and of my recovery than anything I have ever done. My experience is not a unique one. At least 20 million Americans today suffer from substance abuse disorder. I don't know a family that hasn't been impacted in some way by some addiction. What is distinct about my situation is, is that I'm the son of the President of the United States of America. My struggles and my mistakes have been fodder for a vile and sustained disinformation campaign against him and an all-out annihilation of my reputation through high-pitched but fruitless congressional investigations and, more recently, criminal charges for possessing an unloaded gun for 11 days five years ago. Charges that be the, appear to be the first ever of their kind brought in the history of Delaware. He goes on to say, Hunter Biden... I am not a victim by any standard. Well, you're certainly making it sound like you are. I grew up with privilege and opportunity. All right, it's nice that he admit, admits that. And he fully accepts that the choices and mistakes that he made are his own. But he says, what troubles me is the demonization of addiction, of human frailty, and using me as its avatar and the devastating consequences it has for the millions that struggle. Think about the audacity of this guy right here. This is a guy who is conducting shady business on behalf of his father to benefit and line the pockets of the Biden family. He also goes on to admit that he, by any standard, he grew up with privilege and opportunity. Yet all we have ever heard from Joe Biden is he's middle-class Joe. He's the poorest guy in Congress. He's not making a good buck. He's just your everyday grinder 
fighting in the public sector amongst government employees to better this country. So, but let's get back to Hunter. This guy is conducting shady business, which at, at, at bare minimum is morally and ethically wrong, probably criminally wrong. And we'll see how this plays out uh, with the House Republicans and the House Oversight Committee. And he's basically been an unemployed leech for many, many years, which is weird because he's got a law degree. And, you know, you got to imagine he's when he's sober, that he's capable of being a pretty intelligent American citizen. And on top of it, he is a deadbeat father who not only didn't didn't want to pay child support, he didn't want to acknowledge the existence of his four year old daughter, Navy Jean Roberts, I believe is the name. We've talked about that in the past. Little girl. And yeah, and, and the Biden family saying, well, we have we have five grandchildren. No, no, you have six. Or it's, well, we have six. No, no, you have seven. I forget the exact number. But they were always omitting this little poor little four-year-old girl who probably all she wants to do is, you know, I would think at four years old, once you can start realizing that you have a dad, you want to spend time with daddy, you want to see your pop-up, the whole bit. And USA Today has always been a left-wing publication. But to sit here and give Hunter Biden the writing space to play the victim card. And look, I get it. Addiction can be an awful thing. I think everybody listening knows addiction is a real thing. It's impacted somebody directly or indirectly. And, you know, I don't I don't want to see the guy die from crack or vodka or anything else. But, like, dude, you're, you're not a victim here. And, you know, you've been involved in a lot of, uh, let's just say, shady stuff for a long time. This is not a good human being, in my opinion. Yet he is playing the victim card here and gets the opportunity to write this. To, like, if you want to talk about just purely your addiction, okay. You need 850 words. Yeah, uh, yeah send it to me. Send it to the editorial desk by four o'clock. We'll put it in the paper. I got you there. Totally get that. But once again, the victim card and making it out as Republicans are going on a witch hunt or a smear campaign. I mean, as the evidence comes in day by day, Dawn, we are seeing just how intricate Hunter Biden and Joe were with this cover up to basically use their name and their brand as an influence peddling operation and also lining their pockets without paying taxes. Don't tell me you're the victim here, dude. Yeah, I mean, this is influence peddling. I would say it's he's saying he's playing the victim card. Yep. And he's saying it's addiction. But. The evidence shows it's looks more and more like corruption, not addiction. Yes. And by the way, most addicts, which is a tragic situation, end up on the street, homeless. Wow, he was a high performing addict, was he not? Yes, correct. And to <laughs> your point, you you end up in Kensington, right, right? on on a sidewalk. And, and and so did to kind of pimp that whole tragic downward spiral for anybody who's had a family member mm-hmm. um you know what i mean with with it with regard to addiction to use that and let that be in the headlines for usa today i agree with you nick shame on them right I mean, and, and trying to take away from the fact you know by the way you know put out there hunter what about this what about that all mm-hmm. of these banking records yep. and they continue to come out you've talked we've, we've talked about them just this week more money coming out even though Every check seems to say repayment of a loan. Yeah, they have more. The Bidens have more loans than anybody. But where's the original loan that That's you're correct. repaying? Right. That's the question, right? And, to your, po- and to your point, I believe it was what yesterday or Wednesday, there was another $40,000 yeah. uh, that was accounted for. James Comer, uh, if you follow him on Twitter, posted a video of more proof directly linking you know, the Bidens to what the, the House GOP has alleged that they have done. Um, Joe, not Joe Hunter says the following in USA today, and he's got all the talking points too. It's almost like he ran this by the democratic party and said, here, can you proofread this? And is there any uh, buzzwords you want me to use? He says the weaponization of my addiction by partisan and craven factions represents a real threat to those that are desperate to get sober, but are afraid of what may await them if they do. You know, I, I think you obviously, when it comes to addiction, you want to help your family and you help those people out. But I also think in, in many families, you can only do so much for that person where eventually you kind of wash your hands with them and you're like, all right, I, for five years I tried. It, it's ultimately a you thing. You got to get your act together. I'm done having a relationship with you until you do. Like those things play out. It seems like this guy still has not had that moment. It feels like Joe Biden and Jill and everybody else in the Biden family has literally carried him and ha- held his hand the whole time. 
and he's a he's a man in his 50s like eventually and he claims that he's sober uh for i think now for four years but there was also a video circulating on social media in the last two days where he was like it looks like and allegedly he's just kind of like filming himself on like instagram live or something wandering around like a porch in a house and my first thought was if this is real is this guy banged up again on, on the crack pipe just doing stupid stuff he looked completely out of it yeah. Um, and you can see the uh, the video on social media. Again, I don't know the um, the the verif- how verified it is and when it's from, but it it was being circulated. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah, I think the biggest is the biggest question I have is because we saw others who've served jail time. That was um, Steve Bannon served the jail time. That unregistered foreign agent. Yep. You know that's a huge one. You're going to go to jail for that. I don't know how he gets around that because he was not registered, you know, and he's mm-hmm. he's whining and dining with the Chinese, yep. um, with the whole Burisma company, with Ukrainians, the Russians. I mean, I don't know how he gets around that, Nick. And mm-hmm. so this is I have to give it to the guy. I don't know if he's writing it or somebody else is writing it for him. But the fact that USA Today and the media picks this up mm-hmm. is is a pretty amazing campaign media oh, yeah. campaign where he is just trying to fool the public no question it, it's uh it's unbelievable that the media like you're saying would fall for this yep 855-839-1210 if you want to jump in coming up next one of the most ridiculous things i've ever read and that's saying something maga and christian nationalism a bigger threat to america than hamas could ever be You've got to be kidding me. It's Kale and Company. Back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. You've heard us talk a lot about Piazza Honda. And for my family, we recently were with my son, Michael. Um, He got that gorgeous new Honda Civic from our friends at Piazza Honda. By the way, I texted him this morning because we were having a conversation about, you know, your, your remote fob your honda fob and yes michael says yeah i definitely have the remote start mama i'll have to show you and nick how to use yours but the knowledgeable sales team really showing us all the features there at piazza and then of course took us on a road test as michael could test drive it we were so impressed and we left the dealership with the specific model the color that michael had hoped for had wanted i mean everything it was such a great experience and it was seamless from start to finish. If you're considering a new or a pre-owned Honda, just visit Piazza Honda in Philadelphia, Springfield, Langhorn, Pottstown, or Reading. You can always shop online, piazzahonda.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, piazzahonda.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. Friday morning. Hopefully all of you are to a great start on your Friday. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Nick Kale, Dawn Stensland. Uh, Greg with the morning off. Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo, Phil here as well. As we head until 10 o'clock, Dawn will have some news to kick off Hour 2. Of course, what's on the cut sheet in just about an hour. And all of the normal fixings as we continue uh, on this Friday morning. Um, i got to tell you, there's there's some remarkable stuff that people write. And I don't know, number one, how they actually get away with writing it. Why they would even remotely believe it. And the scary part is some of the people that consume their content will absolutely believe it or already do believe it. Uh, and that gets us to this article from Salon. Uh, and the title headline is MAGA and Christian nationalism are a bigger threat to America than Hamas could ever be. I can't tell you how much that enrages me when, and, and like it shouldn't because I know it's absolutely not true and it's such a ridiculous headline. But let me just give you a couple excerpts from this. And of course, by the way, no facts, no uh, proof that MAGA Republicans or Christians in America have actually committed more murders, more rapes, more beheadings than Hamas. But I digress. Uh, even Mitch McConnell, according to, and by the way, this was written by longtime White House correspondent Brian Karam, who now writes a weekly column for Salon. So longtime White House correspondent, left-wing loser Brian Karam. He says, even Mitch McConnell is trying to push back against Mike Johnson and the MAGA lunatics. It isn't working. By the way, man, they've really thrown Mike Johnson's feet to the fire, have they not? The left-wing media, the Democrats, you yeah. know, he, he, I mean, they, they wasted no time 
going after him. Uh, he says, as the world inches closer to a war that only psychopaths want to see, uh, on Tuesday, the FBI issued a warning that the chance of a staged terrorist attack in the United States has grown since the war began in Gaza. In the White House briefing later that day, Fox News reporter Peter Ducey asked National Security Council spokesman John Kirby, which is what we played you this clip on the cut sheet, has the White House considered the possibility that a terrorist could be in the country right now after crossing the southern border? Uh, he goes on to say in this article, obviously they have, or the FBI wouldn't have issued the warning. The question remains, however, what our government response would be to such an attack. That has already been discussed at the highest levels in our government, and the public has a right to know what that reaction would be. So he goes through, and this is about a six-page column that I printed, and I just want to point out a few excerpts because, again, there's no um, backing up of your claim, of your headline, that um, MAGA Republicans are more dangerous than Hamas. But he goes on to say, bipartisanship, once seen as a laudable goal on many issue, issues, is now sneered at by most remaining members of the Republican Party. Working with Democrats for them is like choosing death over a slice of cake. <laughs> okay. Uh, he goes on to say, while the world burns, Johnson and the MAGA wing of the Republican Party, which seem to have swallowed the evangelical movement while also embracing it, is embracing the darkest verses of the Bible, apparently pushing for apocalypse with an enthusiasm only rivaled by Saul's slaughter of Christians before he changed his name to Paul. They want no separation of church and state. They want an isolationist country surrounded by walls and dedicated to the proposition that the First Amendment guarantees them the right to worship any way they want, while forcing the rest of us to worship the way they choose. Really? So somebody on the left has the temerity to say that Republicans are infringing on First Amendment rights and forcing the rest of us to bow down to the way they think and operate? Did this did this White House correspondent just live through the last three and a half years in this country where the left and big tech and social media and the mainstream media and Democrats and the Biden administration basically curtailed any free speech? or freedom to think differently. I guess this guy was on Pluto for the last three and a half years. And then he goes on to say, none of that really matters to the Republicans, though. They revel in their own chicanery. They despise free thought and independence. Republicans despise free thought and independence, Don Stensland? Wow. I, <laughs> I, I feel like I've been on Hunter Biden's crack pipe. I can't believe yeah. I'm reading this and processing this correctly. <laughs> well said. What, what in the world is this guy talking about? This is such a manipulation. The fact that he even dares to quote the Bible and yes. put it in Matthew infuriates me, by the way. As it should. Um, but this is blasphemous. And this is the, the, the height of manipulation, manipulating the media, manipulating the truth, even going to manipulate the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, to me, this is an insult. And, you know, I don't salon, whatever, but I, I just think... They, at the very least, owe it to their their readers to at least allow, for example, uh, a reaction from mm -hmm. from Speaker Johnson. Yes. To def you know, I would like to. Would you like to care to comment on what right. we wrote? And and let him write a little something. They don't have to give him because you know they're not going to give him a big word count. No. Let him respond to that because I think he would have a quite an eloquent response. Mm -hmm. The lies and the smearing. Yeah. Against Johnson have been incredible. Yep. And, you know, people didn't know who he was. Right. And then they just, they just, and that, and they're taking advantage of that, Nick. Oh, of course. Right. And this is where, when I say Republicans, GOP, you're getting played. Mm -hmm. You need, they needed to put out information about him, his family, what he stands for mm -hmm. immediately. Right. Before the left jumps on yes. and, and does their typical smear right. campaign. Because nobody knew who he was. And right. so therefore they have a field day. And it's like, you know, that old saying that first impressions, Yep. you know, and so they're just putting it out there so that everybody has that impression that's lasting yep. to say, oh, this guy, he's a nut job. I know. We're, he's we're, extreme. Republicans are never proactive. And I'm talking about the party itself. Yeah. When it, like in Washington to get out ahead of these types of things and have a plan, yet we're always forced to read something or hear a soundbite, react to it, and then get outraged by it because you know it's patently false. Yeah. But we're never ahead of the curve. We're always, always reacting. It's like, you know, 
police sometimes you think are there to prevent and deter crime, but most of the time they're usually reacting to crime. That's how I feel like Republicans are. We always have mm-hmm. to react to this stuff instead of getting mm-hmm. out in front of it. Yeah, to your point, my greatest criticism, and think about your big take this morning. Uh, you know, Elon Musk revealed to us. Elon Musk, thank God for him, mm-hmm. because he figured it out yep. and figured out how important this was that as somebody with a global view, he figured out that Twitter was being used as a left-wing propagandist yep. that was he likens to the Soviet Union back in the day of you know Lenin and God forbid you know the Communist Party etc. And so it took Elon Musk, not the GOP, not the Republican. Nobody figured that out. Yep. And so they're always you know in a sports analogy, you know they're they never have a good offense. Yeah, we're always playing defense. Yep. Right. It's a, it's an absolutely perfect uh, analogy for sure. It's Friday night football tonight, so I do have like I'm yeah, already we're, saying we're the, prayers. Where the boys playing? At tonight, oh, jeez, it's Dallas week for the Eagles. Uh-huh. For us, it's Malvern. Uh oh, it's Malvern prep. I so mean, they it's have rivalry week. Well, pe- um, well, Penn Charter is the big one next okay. week, but Malvern is you know they've already you you see some of their kids by the way, and I don't mean to like totally try. S- some of their kids are already signed up. They're going to play for Notre Dame. Okay, these kids, oh. you look at them, they look like a 25-year-old okay. man. Grown they're, like, man. amazing. Yeah. And they have an, you know, they're like, you know, St. Joe's Prep, Malvern. Right. Yep. I mean, they're, Malvern's 7-1. and one. Anyway, okay. I don't mean to digress into kids and So it could be a rough night. Football. Could be a rough night. It's a, it, yeah. And so, you know, I always, say, I always say, like, don't get played. Don't let your head, you know, don't take off the focus as mm-hmm. far as your, your, your head game. Right. For Republicans, I mean, just jumping back into that conversation, it's really the same thing. It's like they're children. Mm-hmm. They are always distracted. I'm talking about the GOP leadership. Yes, yes. They're always distracted. They don't have a handle on the media. Nope. And so they always seem surprised. Mm-hmm. They do. It's a huge mistake. And Ronna McDaniel, you know, I know Ronna, they, they really tried to get rid of her right. and i i know she tries her best the woman is just she she needs to i don't know they need to have a whole team mm-hmm. like i don't know if daniel valdez is actually going to go work for you know <laughs> somebody who's me, media savvy yeah. daniel valdez he would do a better job than she does would do a better job yeah. as far as the media and figuring out steps ahead like a chess game yep and daniel just graduating from newman college leaving us which we're all really sad about today yeah he had going on the, to work uh, nine dollars an hour but he's it. going to work for a full-time media company he'll we'll try to steal him back but i would say daniel valdez our you know we're so proud of him would actually do a better job yeah. at, at being media savvy and looking ahead yep looking down the road what are they going to do next yep I agree. It's frustrating. It really is. 855-839-1210, the phone number. We'll come back. Kickoff hour number two. Dawn's got some news on the way. And also, did you check your Halloween candy for your kids? Some scary stories on the other side. It's Kale and Company, hour two, next on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, and the free Odyssey app.